Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Run the Jewels Lifestyle Podcast Show. I'm your host and creator, Julian Smartrimple, aka King Jewels. Welcome to the RTJ Show, which was created to spread inspiration to young professionals and millennial entrepreneurs who want to learn how to shine brighter in their careers or their businesses. Each and every week, we focus on relevant and controversial topics surrounding personal development, financial freedom, and health and wellness. Stay tuned to see what entrepreneurs and marketplace leaders we'll be interviewing. Stay tuned, bless up, and get ready to shine bright like the bright diamond jewel that you have been created to be. We'll see you soon. Today's episode is sponsored by Smart Jewels Institute. If you're looking for online courses along with an online community where you can take classes with personal development coaches, financial education coaches, and even health and wellness experts, visit the link that we have in our show notes to sign up to be a Smart Jewels today and to also be engaged, empowered, and educated. are going to be touching on the subject of men of courage. Uh, This is actually uh, part two uh, for this series that we started off earlier this fall uh, with Damon Thompson, Thomas, I'm sorry, Damon Thomas, who is one of my special guests this evening. And then also uh, we have Ramal Brown, uh, who is also going to be diving in to uh, talk on his perspective on this subject of being a man of courage. And so you all will be in for a treat. Uh, yes, sir. Perfect, perfect. The audio must have been off for a second. But I was just asking um, if you could just introduce yourself to us for tonight's segment, since I know this is your first time coming on the series, and then we'll end with Damon introducing himself. Sure. Uh, well, my name is Ramal Brown from Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, born and raised. And, uh, man, I served in the military for some time, uh, went to Iraq for a little while, and uh, also worked in radio here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, married uh, for 14 years, two kids. I have a son and a daughter, uh, Samaya and Sean, 12 and 14 years old. And, uh, man, just a, a lover of God and, uh, man, and uh, life itself. Um, and uh, that's that's me in a nutshell, man. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Shout out to Oklahoma. Too. Uh, I know he, he's been all the way from the Midwest, so a uh, big up yeah. to uh, who are watching and also following us from the Midwest. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to be in for a treat this evening. And welcome to the show, Ramal. And then Damon, Damon, can you introduce yourself to the, to those that may not have watched the first segment with myself this year? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Uh, Damon Thomas, uh, Born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, have two daughters, beautiful daughters, 23 and 17. Uh, have a passion for helping and giving back uh, to men, young boys all over the world. And um, I'm excited to what's ahead with Men Courage. Absolutely. Yeah. Those again that did uh, Damon's first segment uh, that we did, part one. Uh, link uh, in the comments thread that you can go back and watch the replay. Uh, but definitely, uh, he's a man that's doing uh, some great work in the community along with Ramal. Uh, they're they're um, basically the advocates for a lot of topics and issues that men 
uh, that we as men and we as kings um, may not talk about as much as kings and our women counterparts. And so we're going to be right. into a lot of the subjects that uh, men need to be speaking up about, especially during holiday season, uh, because as uh, we all three uh, that are on the live uh, interview know that a lot of men are going through some hurdles that they may not be expressing during this holiday season to unmask some of those things that our men struggle with or even possibly uh, pass away with. And so uh, tonight's episode is, is Men of Courage Part 2 again. Uh, you've heard from Ramon Brown, um, one of my guests, and also Damon Thomas, uh, who is going to be rocking with us this evening. So we appreciate him. We about to dive into Q&A. And so um, let's start off with, with Damon. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, the organization and the ministry uh, that you uh, created, Damon, and also tell us um, how did you get to meet Ramon? Okay. Uh, Men of Courage has uh, basically been in place since uh, 2010. Um, The vision came to me in 2010. Um, I was tired of being that broken young man uh, during that time. So I wanted to make a difference for not only other people, but first I had to make make a difference for myself. I had to get to a place to where I was at peace with things that I was going through in my life um, as far as divorce, abuse, uh, that type of thing. So once I got myself on track and to be a stronger person, I decided to form an organization called Men of Courage, where we are equipped with licensed clinicians all over the world uh, to kind of navigate to young boys and young men all over the world who are basically struggling with uh, issues such as abuse, uh, PTSD, suicide, what have you. Um, Ramal Brown reached out to me, uh, I believe, back in June, June, back in June. Um, through the website of Men of Courage. Um, his story was it was it was very compelling um, for several reasons. Um, and we'll get into that. But um, when I first looked at the story and, and shared it with my team, I knew this was a young man that wanted to make a change for for the better for himself and for his family. Mm. Um, so then uh, Ramal and I uh, came into contact through uh, Men of Courage website. Absolutely. And tell us about really quick before we go into Ramal, Ramal um, being able to uh, answer some of the, the questions, but go, uh, go into like what does Men of Courage stand for? Like uh, what's the significance of it in 2019? Uh, talk to us a little bit about the vision and also the purpose of Men of Courage. Okay. Uh, the purpose of Men of Courage is, is basically to uh, change the trajectory of young boys and young men who are struggling uh, with, with, with issues. Um, everyone has their own issue. Uh, but we are here to, to, for a safety net. We're here to form a safety net. Um, first, we have to, we have to build that trust with these young boys and men all over the world, um, to even get them to open up to us. That's the first step. We have to gain that trust. Uh, number one. Number two, once the trust is gained, um, we get into the concept of what exactly are the issues going on? Or let me change it. I want to say issues. I want to say the opportunities. Let me say that. Uh, what opportunities these young boys and young men they're they're mm-hmm. facing? What challenges they're facing? Um, each case is different, so we break the case down by case by case, actually. Mm-hmm. And what we stand for is making a difference. We we want to get you out of that dark place um, and get you to a better place for not just you, but but for your family. Um, and as long as I've been doing this, I tell these young boys and men all over the world. You have to get better first. One, you have to acknowledge the opportunities, the challenges that you're going through. You have to acknowledge one. Number two, you have to come to terms that 
I do have some challenges. Mm. So that's what men and courage stand for. We want to change the trajectory of men that are facing challenges in their personal life. I love it. I love it. And that's what's needed, especially for uh, all of us men, no matter how old you are uh, as a king, uh, we don't need to be able to know when to ask for help and also to use the resources that we're uh, having accessible to us. And so without further ado, I know also Ramal, you're, you're an entrepreneur doing some big things uh, out in the Midwest and also even throughout the U.S. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, your background and also uh, what industry uh, you work in uh, the most. And also tell us how you even uh, got to get connected with Men of Courage. Yeah, so thank you. Um, so my background is uh, one is community based. Uh, anything that I do is is de- definitely community based and how I am able to um, make an impact in people's lives and um, how I'm able to utilize my story into helping other people within the community um, and elevating people's mindset and their, their thought processes. And so uh, with that, I just took that same concept. I knew since I was a kid, I wanted to be in radio. I knew I wanted to be in broadcasting and journalism. And um, since then, I've, I've made that pathway, uh, starting as an intern at 105.3 K Jams here in Tulsa and uh, having the opportunity to actually get in, into radio. And so uh, taking that, everything that I learned in radio and uh, broadcasting and journalism, um, taking those steps to work on uh, weekends and other things like that, you know, just moving up the ladder as an intern and just serving. And so. Um, not really going through the processes of thinking of all the things that I went through as a child, you know, all of the hurts and pains that I had as a child. So just continuing to live my life and and um, still trying to make an impact in some way, some form. Uh, but it, it wasn't necessarily on target, but it was, you know, it was intentional. It was intentional to some way to, to a form to where I can just help somebody. And so over time, I uh, left the, the radio station and started to work more in the club scene uh, in the community. And so, um, then that, that lifestyle came with a lot of you know, challenges. Um, so getting into drugs, drinking, and just women, uh, other things like that. And, um, after a while, you know, it just had to come to a stop because it was a cycle of life, things that, that, that I was going through. And I was just like, well, I have to do something different. And so, uh, with, with that, um, just made some changes, uh, in my life, um, and decided to, uh, breakthrough uh, and do something different. And so during that time, I, you know, was serving in the army. Wanted, I knew I needed some more discipline and needed to make some changes. And so uh, eventually, I got the call to go to Iraq, and that was life changing, man. Uh, to know that you're going to Iraq, but not not only that, but what you see on TV is something totally different. And so, um, you know, was anticipating going to Iraq, but at the same time, had a lot of fears. You know, had had a lot of um, you know, just thoughts of what could happen. And so went overseas and uh, eventually got over there and mortars were shot at us every single day, mortars and rockets. And so um, eventually I, I, I um, injured myself over in Iraq and they sent me back home to Tulsa. And with that, I was able to, um, you know, come back home and go through the healing processes. And so came back and um, found out that I suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder uh so uh, with that i was like well let me just get back into radio let me get to back into what i know and and uh living my my lifestyle there and so 
eventually it came to a head to where I was just like, okay, something's got to change in my life. I, you know, I had, I honestly just had that conversation with God. It's just like, I got to change something in my life. And so, um, eventually it led to me going to therapy through the VA. Um, and it wasn't really what I really needed. It helped to a certain extent. Um, but at the same time, I just felt that I didn't need medication for me personally, I didn't need medication to help me to get along. I just needed somebody to talk to. And so I've uh, been seeing therapy, therapists here and there, um, but nothing consistently. And so eventually when I heard about Men of Courage, I knew that this was a program that I needed to, to be a part of because, one, it touched the fact that I was an African-American male, mm. um, you know, making a difference uh, in the community. But I, I couldn't relate to someone within, you know, just different systems. And so I knew that I needed someone that kind of had the same experiences as I did. And so with that, going through those same experiences, I um, had to I when I saw what Men of Courage was, when I saw the videos that Damon had, I was like, man, this is this is it. This is what I need to be a part of, because it's speaking to not only myself, but it's, it's speaking deeper, it's speaking into my family line, it's speaking into what I've seen in my community. And so from there, uh, just just been locked into the Men of Courage. Absolutely. So shout out. Shout out to what you're doing, especially in the community and also in being a veteran. Uh, we definitely salute you and also applaud you for your efforts in serving and um, just being able to ask uh, for assistance uh, is the first step with a lot of us as kings and a lot of us as men uh, sort of miss, um, misstep or afraid uh, to take that first step. And so uh, I actually met these two brothers. I forgot to give a short introduction. I met Ramal and also uh, Damon uh, earlier this year. And uh, Damon was actually doing a celebration for the Men of Courage um, and, and being able to celebrate all of the wins and also uh, throughout this year of what they've been able to accomplish uh, earlier this year in the city of Atlanta. And I was actually able to see um, more about his ministry and his organization while also hearing Ramal's story. And so uh, this is going to be a little bit different. I actually have a host uh, this evening with, with Dane. Uh, he's going to be uh, interviewing um, uh, Ramal on this subject while I'm going to be interjecting here and there. And so you'll be hearing a lot more from Damon uh, this evening. And so without further ado, uh, we appreciate uh, those that are still rocking with us. Uh, thank you, uh, James, for tuning in. Masha, uh, for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. If you have any questions uh, for those that are talking with us, uh, feel free uh, to list them in the comment section. And, and myself or Damon uh, will get to them uh, throughout tonight's segment. But uh, Damon, if you're ready, uh, you could go ahead and start uh, your Q&A for Ramal, and um, I'll, I'll be here. Okay, yes. Okay. Look, like I said, Ramal reached out uh, to Minicurse back in June. Can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yep. 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 Okay, back in June. And um, right away, I sat down with my team. Um, we went over Ramal's story um, as a team. And like always, I wanted to basically put Ramal with the right clinician. I mean, all of them are licensed um, all over the world that are part that have partnered with Men of Courage, but every case, like I said, is different. Um, once I had a, a couple conference call with Ramal and got a feel of who he was and what his plan was, what he wanted to do, uh, the changing of his life. That's when uh, I got on the phone with uh, his counselor that I had assigned to him, 
And we started we started therapy right away for Vermont. And um, I, I want to thank them for that. Like I said uh, early on, first thing, we have to acknowledge it, um, that we do have some challenges and we do want to get better. But um, as we get into um, the interview, um, like Ramal, what was what was the, one of the main reasons why you reached out to Medicare? Well, um, again, like it was just your presentation and what you had uh, in your videos and your work. And what I saw in the videos is that not only it was just talking about one subject, just PTSD or depression, but you were talking about a plethora of of issues. Uh, but but Dane, while while we're getting Ramal back, just talk a little bit about the importance of um, men receiving therapy and why uh, this is something during the holiday season that a lot of men should consider, especially. Yes. Um. First of all, um. It, Every organization, everything is, is different, but I, I want to encourage every young young man that's watching or anyone that's watching. There's someone that you know. There's someone in your family that are facing some challenges, uh, like Ramal said, either if it's PTSD, abuse, anger issues, substance abuse, uh, suicide, whatever it is. Men of Courage is one of them organizations that you really would like to reach out to. Uh, we have a 98% success rate, meaning out of all the men that reach out to us and we get submissions daily by, by, by the loads and 98% of the men that do reach out to us, we help 90%. And, uh, that's a, that's a, that's an awesome success rate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So especially during the holidays, you know, there's a lot of depression going on. There's a lot of loneliness going on. We're only a phone call away. I encourage you to please reach out to men of courage. We're here for you. Um, I don't turn anyone down that's really serious about making a difference in their life. So if you want to like changing, this is this is the organization that you really want to be part of. We're like I said, we're very professional. All our, our therapists, they are licensed. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, as far as the cost, the three things, three things that really crossed my mind when I started this vision back in 2010 is there are so many broken people. So many broken men that one, they're afraid to talk about it. Number two, they're shame because they are man. And number three, they don't have the finances or the resources. Well, men of courage is that place to where we don't judge. As far as the financial piece, we provide all the therapy at no cost to you. Mm. Where are you going to get that at in the world? You're not. Uh, we work with a lot of good support systems, a lot of clinicians, not just in Atlanta, but I have them all over the world who believe in this, what we're doing, and they have supported me 120%. So, again, I encourage you, young men all over the world, please reach out to us. We are here for you. Financial is not an issue. So, please, there's no excuse. Trust is the biggest thing that we run into. And I guarantee you, by the second conference call with myself, you will be you will be at ease and we can get you on your way to where you need where you need to be. OK, it wasn't easy for me. I mean, like I said, before I started this organization back in 2010, I had to get fixed. You know, like I said, I was sexually molested at six and nine by two older women. You know, I went through I went through an awful uh, the latter three years of my first marriage of 15 and a half years. I went through a lot of abuse, a lot of domestic violence, the emotional, mental, the physical, the latter three years. So. I had to get Damon Thomas right to even be be able to start a program such as this. I had to get educated. I had to, I had to get the credentials behind me. I had to get certified because at the end of the day, these men are trusting you with you, with your lives. 
you know, with their lives. So I had to form a team that was ready to go uh, at, at the drop of a phone call, at the drop of an email. We have to be ready. We're totally committed to this uh, this program, as you can see. And like I said, those that are watching, if you know someone, you know a young male, please encourage them to reach out to the Men Encourage organization. We are here to help without judgment. And again, I'm going to stress the importance of this. We are here. No financial. Please don't let finances be a hindrance of you getting back on track. Absolutely. That's something that is um, invaluable when it comes to tapping into the resources, just like Damon is saying. Um, Dame, like, let's let's dive before uh, we see if Ramal we can we can get Ramal back on, but let's dive into uh, when it comes to the obstacles that hold men back from speaking up about some of the uh, struggles or some of the resolutions that they need to uh, have as a priority, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, or even uh, even spiritual. We can add that in. What 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 are some of the biggest obstacles? that you see when it comes to men that you've worked with in your organization uh, that sort of either make excuses or are not willing to take the first step to receive help or receive aid? Okay. The small percentage that we have seen is, is the one thing, like I said, is, is the trust factor. Oh, I've been in counseling for it. It didn't work. You know, they give you that story or the next biggest one is they, 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 they feel shame, you know, as, as young boys, we are taught, Man up. Suck it up. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to hurt. Yes, we are. We're supposed to cry. We're supposed to hurt. We're human beings. So those are the two biggest things that I run across um, as long as I've been doing this is the excuse is trust. You're just like everybody else. Number one. Number two, I'm afraid to tell my story. But once you get through that second phone call with us, like I said, we go back to that 98 percent success rate. They're at ease. They feel the trust factor with us and we move right along. And my only three three requirements. Well, my major requirements are one, you got to be committed to this. OK, number one. Number two, you have to be honest with us of what's going on so we can help you. OK, so those two, those are major factors. You got to be honest with us. You got to be committed to this thing. Um, I'm not going to come to your house and pick you up and take you into the office for therapy. I'm not going to do that. Um, if I am going to provide therapy for you and your family if necessary at no cost, it's your job to make sure you giving your all to get to the next level of your life. It's your job to do it. We're going to do everything else. That's real. That's real. You know? and, even, and even with that too, Dame, like break down like um, from getting past the barriers of them especially in relationships, Let, let's keep it in context with relationships, whether they're married or whether they're dating uh, a woman or a spouse. Um, let's, let's talk about uh, why uh, do men you feel ignore uh, the need uh, to get help when their, their wives or their girlfriends are also seeing that they need to take that first step and actually get therapy or get counsel. Like why why do you think in relationships, especially when someone that they love and care about dearly is telling them that they need therapy or they need to get some type of help? Okay. Uh, the biggest thing is, um, is it from what we've seen is a den- is a denial factor first. You're in denial. And number two is that ego. Uh, I don't need help, sweetheart. I'm fine. It'll, it'll go away. Uh, it'll pass. I get more women that reach out to us 
concerned about their significant other. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was struggling with substance abuse. I didn't know he was sexually molested when he was a young boy. I didn't know he was struggling with sexual orientation. So I, I, I tell these young ladies, there's a lot of young ladies around the world that's very supportive of Minicurge. And, and I thank that very much because they add another component to Minicurge. Because one, that's, they're showing you that they have the support of their significant other. You know, if you have a young lady that's supporting you, they're listening to you and they see the signs and want you to get help. You have a good, you have a good, you have someone good in your corner. Now it's up to you to acknowledge it and move forward and go through the process and get the help that you need. Yes. And that's major. That's major, especially to listen to the Queens, listen to uh, your wife or your girlfriend that sees different things that we may not even be able to see as, as men or as Kings. And, and that's, it's, Extremely important to uh, pay attention to what the queens are saying. But without further ado, I, I know Ramal, we just got you back. Uh, I'm gonna let Dane, I'm gonna let Dane take take the reins. I know you in Oklahoma, bro. The Midwest is, is real cold and windy over there in the windy in the windy part of Oklahoma City, yes. but, um, in Tulsa. Uh, but Damon, I'm gonna let you take the reins, bro. Okay, good. All right, Ramal, I'm glad you're back. Yeah. Um, for those just joining, we were you know we started the interview with once you know Ramal reached out back in June to Minute Courage organization. Um, to make a change in his life, for one. Number two, um, I had a few conference calls with Ramal and found out exactly what was his challenges. Uh, right away, got Ramal connected to a clinician here in Atlanta that monitors and have um, therapy sessions with Ramal. Um, and my question was to Ramal, I asked him, I said, um, what was one of the main reasons why you reached out to Men of Courage? And he went into, he liked our process. He saw our yeah. videos. He's liked yeah. our purpose. And that's why he reached out to us. Um, were you were you afraid initially to reach out? What was the turning point for you to say, you know what? I have to reach out to this organization. Man, you know what? I've been through the process so much in really getting the help and assistance. It really wasn't any fear. Uh, it was just I needed I needed an organization to speak directly to me and what I needed, you know, and that's what I've been in search for for so long. And, you know, when like you just get you see that you get that right experience. It's just like this is it. You know, this is what I've been waiting on. This is what I've been seeking all of this time. And so whatever the process was for me to go through, uh, which was an easy process, I was just like, hey, I'm I'm all in and uh, just went out, dove into the whole process and did what I needed to do to be a part of the process. But it was something that I was seeking for so long. Okay. Okay. What, what would you say the, the, one of the main reasons why, I mean, you mentioned, you know, the PTSD, you know, what, what was that the, the main factor that drove you to say, I got to get this under control or was there several? Oh, well, there was, there were several things that, that, you know, that I struggled with, um, even just alcoholism, you know, drugs, um, And also, you know, knowing that there were soul ties that I had, you know, from from being with multiple women in my past, you know, there were different things that I knew that I need to get healing from. Uh, And so uh, being knowing and and encapsulating all of that information and knowing all of that, I knew that I needed somebody that I could speak to because I know that um, the Bible says that, you know, the truth will set you free. Um, you should know the truth and the truth that set you free. And so I knew that this was the truth. I knew this was a place where I could be transparent, um, that I could share, you know, everything that is going on within my life. And I knew the principle in at least talking to somebody, talking about my issues with somebody and being free in that capacity. And the fact that 
um, there was someone that was in a whole different city that I didn't have to necessarily just sit down with and talk to somebody that I did not have to see at a store was just like, Oh man, this is even better. You know what I'm saying? Like I could, I could be transparent with somebody that's in a different city that does not necessarily, you know, live here where I'm at. So, um, that, that also was an opportunity for be for me to be more free, um, and sharing my story and to share the things that I go through on a daily basis is because I had the anonymity uh, to really just just to be to share what you know what was going on with my life. So all of that encapsulated was just like this is it, you know. Awesome. Okay. Besides the PTSD, the alcoholism, um, I know and you know you and I we shared my I shared my story with you, but I went through the sexual molestation. At any point, did you go through yeah. sexual molestation? <laughs> Yeah, so I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was roughly around, I would say, nine to ten uh, that age um, when I was younger. And there was a young man that that, um, you know, had had sexually molested me uh, at a young age and uh, went through um, that for, I would say, probably about a year, you know, and going through that mm. molestation. And um, it really affected me uh, just at a young age. Didn't understand it. Didn't know, you know, what was going on. Um, and growing up with, with that challenge, you know, that, that was a challenge in, in my life as well. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. How did it affect you being sexually molested at a young age? Well, how did it affect you as you got older? Well, it, it, it gave me a different perspective on what sex was. I uh, didn't know what it was. There was no definition that was given to me, but, um, it affected me in a way that I... Um, looked at people and relationships a little bit different. Um, definitely to a point to where I, I, you know, to this day have trust issues, even with my where my children mm -hmm. are, uh, even who I'm around and who I talk to, having mm -hmm. those trust issues with just different people. So it takes time for me to really, you know, get to know a person and to really share who I am as a person and get to knowing that person. And so um, different effects that that still I have to this day in, in my mindset and the things that I think uh, it, it challenges me in those areas as well. OK, OK. And what was your upbringing like? Um, my upbringing was, was fairly well. I had a mother and a father uh, in the home um, and the up, upbringing was, you know, challenging at times uh, because, you know, there, there was um there was, I would say, just maybe anger at times uh, in the home and, and the way that it was communicated um, and I guess the love was there, but, you know, that you could tell that there was frustration in the home. And so um, there, there were challenges in, in my lifetime, you know, growing up in the home with, with you know, maybe a parent that, that had those struggles with being having a lot of anger issues, you know? Okay. Yeah. Did you share your your uh, your molestation with anyone, family members? Did you share? So yeah, or that's yeah, something you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, at, at, when I turned about thirty years old, I, I shared it with my my uh, mother. You know, um, and and was transparent there with her. Uh, and it took me just before actually I was giving, about to give a sermon at my church, and you know I, I shared with her that was the issue that I had struggled with, and so I was going to share it with the church, and so. Uh, she just took a deep sigh, you know, and just that was mainly about it, you know. And so we hadn't talked mm -hmm. about it anymore. But um, that was that was my way in just sharing with my mother. But I knew that that in that moment, you know, God wanted me to share my challenge in life uh, with people uh, on that platform. 
um, just to know that, you know, God still can't use you. You know, he's still, you're not someone that's thrown away and that I, you know, if I've been through it, there may be someone in the audience, you know, secretly that has been through it as well. And so just wanted to be effective, you know, in, in communicating and helping someone else, uh, maybe in something that they, you know, in their secrecy and things that have happened to them. So, okay. Okay. And you are, uh, you are with, I would say, um, and I want to say this with grace and grit, all the, all of my clinicians, clinicians all over the world, they're awesome. They're awesome. But I would say you are with one of the best of the best. Um, you had a chance to meet, uh, your therapist face to face October 13th when you were here for the men encourage event. Um, what was that like after having sessions with him and then actually seeing him face to face? Explain that to us. How, how did that, how did that manifest? How did you feel? Man, I was, honestly, I was like a big fan. I, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You see somebody like a celebrity on, on, you know, another side, uh, on Instagram or something. And I was a big fan of, of his work and, you know, all that he had helped me with. Uh, so, man, I, I just gave him a big handshake and a hug, man. And I was just like, man, I'm so grateful and thankful for, uh, you know, you being in my life, man, and you helping to support me where I am. So I just was, you know, in awe, in, in a way, you know, just like, oh, that's, that's my, the guy, you know, that, that, that I talked to. It's like my big brother, you know. And so um, meeting him was, was elating, man. It, it, it was a joy to see him and to finally meet him and to shake hands and to just talk a little bit more about, you know, what's going on in life and um, to actually put a hand with a face at the same time. So right. it, it was it was a good thing. It was a good thing. Right, right. Um, and I, and I'm excited. I'm proud of you. Um, I've, I've I've watched your growth from June to now, um, through the program. And um, I want to share with the world. Um, you already know, and your family know. But that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you, um, to include you on some of these cities for our 17 city minute coverage tour that we will start in March. We'll be hitting 17 cities, spreading the word offering our services at no cost. And Ramal was uh, one of the individuals that I reached out to immediately once we decided to do this, to have him play an intricate part of this, being as though he, he's seen the process of many coverage. He's seen from day one of therapy to where he's at now. Yeah. So yeah. he's, I would say he's the first person that I've actually taken on the road to, to talk about uh, men of coverage one. Number two, to talk about the process that he's going through. He's a, he's an inspiration to so many men. I tease him all the time on the phone when we talk that he is definitely yeah. an ambassador of, of Tulsa. I mean, I, I mean, in these short months, I've seen him just his growth, man. It's just phenomenal. When you reading the story such as his and what he's been through, and then he's gone through the process. He's committed. Like he said, he was, he was honest about everything and we're able to navigate his, his challenges and bring them full circle to where he's a better person. I mean, that speaks volume. Yeah. Um, so we'll be definitely going on a road on a road with us to some of these cities to share light on on his story to invite other young men to say, look, you can do this. It's time to talk about this. Yeah. And like I told Ramal when I first met him, I challenge every young man in the world. There's no way you can continue holding these demons inside your soul and be an effective father, an effective husband, uh, be an effective role model in your community. You just can't fake this for so long. And Men of Courage is that place to where we don't just talk about it, we make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of, I'm proud of your bravery. I'm proud of your honesty. I'm proud of where you at today with this thing. Because you, you could have continued staying yeah. in silence and said, you know what? 
I've been there. I don't want I don't I don't want to go to the next level. But right. you reached out and right. said, I want to make this difference. And that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, we got a quick question. Got a quick question. Shout out to Ramal. Shout out to question from uh, Delta Damon. I think this goes to you, and I think Ramal, you can also chime in. But uh, Delta said, "Wow, your vision uh, to provide our men with this type of outlet uh, to have a safe place to face these skeletons is exactly what our people need." Uh, from your perspective, uh, what is the biggest risk uh, that our men uh, face? And uh, when they refuse to get help, so what is the biggest risk uh, that you think men uh, face when they refuse to get help? And then Ramal, you can you can um, tag in along with Dame on the second part. Uh, she said, "Can you all share how bad it can get if men try to sweep these uh, circumstances under the rug and downplay them? Uh, what is what is the aftermath when they try to sweep it under the rug?" Okay. Good, good question. Good questions. Good question. Um, the, the, the biggest risk factor that I see is um, dealing with this alone is suicide. I mean, every day I wake up to stories, the news that a young man can no longer deal with his depression, his his past, and he commits suicide. Um, there are so many times where I can just I, I just. I want to save the world, and that's what I've been doing since 2010. So my thing is the biggest risk, if not, get, is, 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 is digging yourself a deeper hole, one. Um, and number two is suicide, because ultimately it transcends into suicide. And that's the bottom line. We read about it every day. So my thing is everyone is different. It is difficult initially. But like I said earlier in the interview, I guarantee you, you give us a chance. We will get you to the next level. I promise you. You will have some type of peace. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you, you won't be contemplating suicide on a daily basis. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see some type of light. Okay. Lumi and Ramal, what do you what do you also think uh, in in men that refuse to get help, uh, even when they have the perspective of family members, loved ones, and friends even pushing them to get help? Like, what what do you think are the biggest risk when they when they face that? That is a great question. So the cycles, man, you see people, you see life cycles that people go through and the things where they say that they need help in certain areas, but they don't really deal with it. And so I walk with people that actually go through their life cycles and they have an issue with anger um, and they they just blow up on somebody and just get real angry. And so when I'm with that person in that moment and particular men, um, you know, that I know when I'm with them in that particular moment, you know, I have to walk with them. But the great thing is, is that say, I, I can tell them, I can say, Hey man, I have a place where, you know, you can really get the help. If you need the assistance, um, men of courage is a place where you can get the help. So the great thing about it is I really look out for those men that I could walk through life cycles with. And I know that I have a safe haven, a place for them to get the help that they need, but I just have to wait in their time. And I have to allow them to be able to, um, get, give up their will in a way to get the help. And so that's the thing is, it's, it's, it's the life cycles that people struggle with. They have, and um, they know what it is. Some, some people know what it is that they are dealing with and they struggle with, but they just don't know a way out. But I, I'm just so glad that, you know, we have that opportunity and we have that lane where they have a way out. And all it is, is just sitting and sitting with someone and, and confessing and sharing the things that you have that's going on within your life. Yeah, absolutely. It does come from sharing, y'all. And then we did uh, have another quick question for both of y'all can chime in. But really quick, shout out to Danita 
Danita Pearson says she's tuning in all the way from Tennessee, y'all. So we do have folks uh, even outside of the of the uh, state of Georgia or Oklahoma that are rocking with us. We appreciate y'all. Uh, we're here uh, with Damon Thomas and also Ramal uh, Brown uh, speaking on the subject matter of being a man of courage and speaking up and not trying to hold in a lot of the struggles or obstacles that we go through. And this is a question from uh, my brother, Noel Bernard said, uh, is this uh, program available for minors? Um, he has been seeking counsel for his 16 year old nephew. And then also his mother is needing counsel. Uh, is this also available for women? Absolutely. Uh, we start at the ages of five. We start at age five. And oftentimes we do uh, we do provide counseling for the mother, the sister. We do. Um, although it's, it's, called, it's Men of Courage organization, um, I also have two women right now that's gone through my program. So, again, I'm that type of person where I don't like to turn anybody away. This is my passion. So the answer to the question is yes, um, we do. We do take minors and we do also assist uh, with uh, counseling for um, women as well, such as his mother. We do. Yes, we do. And then even to take that a step further, like I think it's important for our men that are teenagers, especially before they get off, like you were saying, to college or they go into um, the armed forces or they go uh, straight into the workforce. Like, why do you think it's important for them to start this process while in high school still? Well, because they don't really recognize or realize the challenges that they're going to face when they get ahead. And so uh, I've lived life a little bit, just only a few years longer than they have and understand what's going on within the world just a little bit better. Don't know everything, but I've seen some things and experienced some things and know that through the pathway of them living their lives and especially what, you know, what the world is and what's going on uh, that you see maybe in the media or some other um, source, um, that they're going to face some challenges. And if they don't face and talk about some of the things that are going on today in their life and their issue, then they're going to really not know how to navigate through that. And some have broken homes. Some have fathers in their lives. Some may not have mothers in their life. So it's, you know, the, it's a different situation for each particular person. But uh, I had the, the, the blessing of having counsel around me uh, and the people to speak into my life when I really didn't, you know, recognize that the council right then and there really meant so much. And so um, I know there's going to be a challenge for them once they go off to college or into the workforce. There may be another voice that may be saying, hey, well, let's do this. And that's not the right decision for them in that particular moment. So, yeah. And even to, and even to take that a step further for both of y'all, because I know, you know, uh, single parents just like myself, like what would uh, Damon and also you, Ramal, like tell single mothers uh, that may be having uh, those male kings uh, under their roof? Uh, that they are going through a rough transition uh, in going from middle school to high school or even from high school to um, being in the real world as adults, uh, but that they just are, are not able to handle uh, their, their, their male that lives under their roof, but um, they want to have them seek counsel or to seek therapy out. Like, what would you tell some of those single mothers that are out there? Um, I would say first, um, single parents, mothers don't feel as though, because you're reaching out and you are seeking uh, counseling for your son, that you are you are a failure. That is not the case. Um, it's hard raising kings out here, single parent. It's very difficult, for one. Number two, you got to continue strong support. And I tell single parents and married couples every day, talk to your kids. 
You have to be that listening ear. You have to watch the signs. Um, oftentimes, we, we be so embarrassed of the stigma that, oh, if we, we seek counseling, there's something wrong. Everyone needs someone to talk to. We have to get out of that stigma of, oh, my God, something wrong with us that we talk to somebody. That's why the world is the way it is today. That's why it's crumbling, because we have that egotistical mind that, oh, we're perfect. We're OK. Or we're embarrassed to talk about it or seek help. I'm going to tell you something. Look at this suicide, suicide rate every day. We got to talk about it, not just talk about it. we got to take the next step of seeking help. You know, all good help is not good help. I'm going to say that. But. Men of Courage stands for itself. It speaks for itself. And, and and ladies, again, like I said, single parents, please reach out to the organization. We're here to help you. Um, it's very important going from middle school to high school to high school to college. There's so much peer pressure out here. That peer pressure is a beast. There's a lot of influences out there. And then when you get that call that your son is doing this, that, it's like, oh, my God, I don't believe it. Mm. And, and, and there's a lot of denial. Get out of denial and do something about it. Let's stop talking about it. Let's do something about it. And anyone who knows me, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to execute a plan, and we're going to make it happen. Yeah. So for me, there's no excuse anymore. Shame, fear, finances, this is the place where you want to be. Absolutely. And then even with that, too, Ramal, let's, let's talk about the adults, because, of course, you are, you are a veteran and a member of um, the armed services. Like, um, we do know that a lot of a lot of uh, married couples or even um, couples in general uh, may have their male counterparts like struggle uh, with let's say domestic violence or domestic issues. Like why is it important uh, for um, not just the women, because, of course, they're the ones that's having to uh, still sometimes suffer and struggle through those domestic situations. But why should the men uh, take that step to receive uh, therapy or to receive aid when they are not mentally able to be um, compatible or even stable in that particular situation. Yeah, I, I truly believe that there's power in the pack, uh, power in the pack of people that are surrounded around you and that where there's counsel. Um, and I, I, to me, I love to experiment with life, right? So when I say that, I mean, I try different environments. I try different places where uh, my son or, or where I may connect a little bit better. You know, maybe it's with uh, people that play chess or maybe it's people that play cards or maybe it's just people that skate. You know, I, I want to experiment and see what works for me. I want to experiment and see what works for my son. I want to experiment and see what works for the particular person because we're all different. We all have that environment where we thrive. And so um, one thing that I've learned is to always be a student. Um, and even as a parent, I'm still a student. Some of the things that my parents did were just phenomenal, grade A. And some things that as as all parents, you know, not only just my parents, but as all parents, we need to pick up uh, from the generational line. Some things that we didn't learn, some things that they didn't learn. And so I've learned to put myself in a pack of parents or a pack of men uh, to where I can bounce ideas off of people. I can share some things and say, well, what do you think about this? Have you done this with your son? Oh, no, we don't do that. You know, we do this. And so it gives me ideas on taking a different approach and getting around the pack of people that have the same mindset, the same values, the same uh, interest as me and the same wisdom line, you know, the same frequency, uh, frequency to where we can communicate and we can stay in tune and in line uh, to our calling and to our destiny and what we feel that fits with our um, destiny you know, all together. And so I just believe in being a student and experiment and just finding my place until I, I just get that feeling until I feel just like, yes, this is what I've been seeking, you know? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And then even uh, as we get we get ready to wind down in a second, fellas, like talk about some of the health uh, issues uh, or the health uh, risks that when men uh, don't speak up, whether it's speaking from a spiritual level or even uh, um, a physical level, like what are some of the physical uh, risk and physical ailments that can happen when men don't share those deep, dark secrets that they may have held on to from you for that. They're not releasing that negative energy that they've been trying to cover up uh, before it even gets to suicide. Like Damon was talking about, like, what are some of the physical uh, things that you think men uh, can also suffer from not speaking up and having courage to speak up? Oh, so uh, I feel that, um, there are a lot of ailments, man. Um, one, I would say shame is, is, is as emotionally. And so that corners you in a place to where you don't want to come out. You don't want to be around other people. And so I know it, it has an effect on your mind. And so we know, we know that a lot of your lifestyle starts with your mind and what you think, you know, and so, and your mindset. And so a lot of the ailments are, I mean, you, you, I mean, you don't have a healthy body in some cases. You may work out, you may do some other things like that, but there are still some things that you're not, that you don't have that you're not getting is because you're not being able to have a release. And so not having a release, is just kind of like how they say with the lactic acid in a way in your body, if you're not able to release all of that, that's in your body, then you, you eventually it, it soaks up so much and it soaks up so much toxicity within your body and you aren't able to release that toxicity. And so somewhere in your body, you have a cancer. Somewhere in your body, you have some type of ailment in your body to where you hurt. So it goes along with, I think, I feel that releasing the things that are in your heart, within your mind, within your soul, also your body gets a release at the same time, too. It doesn't have that, that, that um, those ailments that you have within your body and within your mind. And so that's just been my experience with it. Uh, altogether i'm not a professional in any way but you know that's just been my experience no that's good and then dame, and then dame touch on the spiritual aspect with that too because there are still some men out there even uh those that are outside the south where there's a church on every block that just think that you can pray about it and that you can just go to church and get some hands laid on you or just like ramal said go to the gym and lift some some uh some bench presses and 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 work it out in the sauna or the steam room and get it out but talk about why it's also uh, not um, uh, the best option just to keep it on a spiritual level outside of getting therapy or counsel too with that. Good. That's a good point, uh, Julian. Thanks. Um, I talk to pastors on a regular basis and, and my, 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 my feel on that is this. There's nothing wrong with the spiritual. I, I'm not knocking spiritual at all, but I'll tell you one thing. I have challenged a great deal of pastors all over the world. Um, I'll be entering their their churches moving into the tour next year. But I challenge them. We need the clinical side. We're missing the clinical component of this bear out there, of these men struggling with all these things we discussed, the PTSD, the suicide, the sexual abuse, the substance abuse. We can we can pray. But guess what? These men need the clinical piece. Why can't we have both? OK. And that's what I tell these pastors. We need to make this instrumental in your church as well. You can continue doing the, doing, the, doing the ministry. You can continue doing the spiritual piece. Allow us to come in and do the clinical side. I guarantee you, you'll see a difference. So like I said, I'm a prayer warrior myself, but I know what I've seen over the years with these men out here struggling and yeah. they're missing the clinical piece. They're missing the clinical piece. 
That's good. That's good. You want to add anything with that too? Because I know you in Oklahoma. I know myself and Dame are down down in the ATL down south. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's the same pretty much everywhere, man. You know, the the pastors and some of the some of the churches. You know, some are catching on, uh, but some a lot of the churches that do have the youth. Uh, it's you have the the one youth Sunday. You know, you don't have something for them every single day. You don't have something hitting on different subjects on a particular time. And I feel that they that some churches are really missing the mark in reaching your youth in a way. And um, I feel that I mean, just as Dame said, Damon said is is that you know you're missing that clinical part. And now that the wave is beginning and to where the church is really opening its eyes and its understanding of what more is needed within the church and economics and uh, so many other things. And so I think the wave of mental health is starting to hit the church as well and understanding that, yeah, you do need Jesus, but you do need a therapist as well. You know, I'm starting to see memes and I'm starting to see all those types of things come out and more people are sharing those things and more people are sharing the fact that they can get the help. Um, you know, out inside the church, but outside the church as well. And so you can see a, a, a regeneration and so much that's happening within the community. But the one thing that I see is men, are st- quite a few men are still stuck in that same place, in that same mindset. And it's just like, it's not turning over. You can see it turning over for the women. I mean, just right. women across <laughs> right. America, just right. catching on to everything. But I, I understand in some cases, now I'm not saying not all cases, but some cases it takes men a little while longer to catch on yeah. and yeah. Uh, to actually have that influence, you know, men running a pack as well. And so it's for that one man to be the influence in their circle to help change their mindset, you know? And so uh, the more that women get it is good. It's great. I'm, I'm all happy for the women, but I look at the men and it's like, you know, you, you have the men and the women challenge at church, you know, but it's like, shout out all the men, you know, we, we shout out, but it's more to it than that. You know, it's, it's the healing that we need. It's, it's uh, more than just raising pennies. We need to raise our, our voices and speak on the issues that we deal with, man. And so I think that's the key thing for us is to really focus on men and get fired up. Just like the women are getting fired up and making a change right. in the church, man. Like I'm getting fired up for these men and right. it's changing every single day. I'm seeing a change in these men. And I truly, truly believe in my heart, man, that we are those vessels that are going to change those men. Absolutely. And then uh, for, for what y'all are both saying, give us some likes, give us some hearts. If you're enjoying the content, uh, the free content that y'all are receiving tonight. Amadi J said to both of y'all, she said, agreed, therapy doesn't make you less saved. It is so needed. So uh, shout out uh, to Amadi and also Robert uh, um, said, brothers, this is a much needed conversation uh, for men. It is important for men to hear other men say that it's okay to ask for and accept help. Uh, so he wanted to thank you for helping to change the narrative because it's really all about changing the narrative, y'all. So shout out to Robert and Amadi and, and others who have uh, joined in with the comments this evening. Uh, just as we get ready to uh, have you all list your final jewel, uh, gentlemen, like let's talk about the legacy, right? Because um, both of you all are, are fathers uh, and both of you all, of course, uh, are taking care of business as fathers, uh, making sure your family uh, knows that you are there as their father and also uh, as their parent and guide. Uh, but talk about like how has um, seeking help or or seeking therapy uh, like changed the legacy that you want to live uh, leave for your children or even for your children's children when it comes to 
uh, being able to not be silent, uh, but having your children and also your, your grandchildren eventually be able to follow what you guys have planted already. Yeah. So I feel that, uh, I, and I learned this from Eminem on 8 Mile, the more that you tell on yourself, the less that, you know, anybody can come out and say anything about your life. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I'm already telling on myself. And so that's what I do with my son. Like I tell him all the situations that I went through and be transparent with my son so that he doesn't have to go through those same things. And also with my daughter as well and tell them all the things that I faced and went through and how I overcame those things at the same time and what I witnessed as a child and to help them. I know they don't say much, but I know that they're soaking it up at the same time too. So that, that way we do, when we do have conversation, it's a real transparent conversation and say, Hey, are you okay? Is everything well, you know, and we get a more of a response and just, yeah, you know, but I'm learning even through my therapist, I'm learning what questions he's asking me. I'm asking my son and I'm taking that same strategy. So it's, is breaking the generational curse in a way for me what questions I should ask because I didn't even know what questions to ask. And now I'm getting the tools in my hand from a professional that's doing the, the utilizing the professional tools that he uses on me. I can utilize on my son. Not saying I'm a professional by any means, but I'm able to understand and communicate with my son in a better terms, in a better way that, I know that wasn't taught to me to, to me as a child or maybe talked to my father or, or talked to his father. So uh, I'm getting the tools. I'm getting the tools and I'm 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 getting this hammer and I'm going to test it out on my son. Not like literally, y'all, but I'm testing it out to be able to say, hey, I, I know how to use this and I can pass on my same tools. I can pass it on to my son for generations and they can build on their own. I like that. I love it. What about you, Dan? What, what would you say for the legacy of this? Um, I would say that um, I've always been transparent um, due to the fact that this is what I do every day. And um, I've set my both of my daughters down from day one and articulated to them what the world is like, what what type of things they're going to be challenging out here in this world. And um, I try to let them know um, I was very honest with them. I didn't hold back any punches with them. And I wanted them to take what I've given them to their children and to their children. Um, we got to talk about this stuff. You know what I mean? So. I, I want to leave people with that. I was very honest with my children. I'm honest with them every day. I talk to them about what's going on with this major stuff, this uh, what we've been talking about all evening and what's going on in the world. We have to talk about this stuff. That's the biggest thing in the world. Um, when we have children, we have to be open minded. We have to not only talk to them, but we have to listen to them as well. We have to listen to them. So um, they know what I do every day. They support what I do. Um, they're not a stranger to what is going on. But my final thought is I want to I want to I want to I want to thank everyone for their support with Minute Courage. I want to thank the entire team of Minute Courage from city to city um, overseas. I want to thank the team that's over there who make this all possible every day. Um, I want to thank people like you, Mr. Julian, for bringing me back on and, and bringing yeah. light to this. Um, I want to thank um, Ramal. I want to thank his family for um, about to share him in 2020 to make a difference in this 2020 tour. I want to thank his PR person, Ms. Janelle Forbes, and her husband, who are awesome supporters of Men of Courage organization. Um, so everyone out there, even Mr. Robert um, out of Montgomery, who commented earlier, I want to thank him. Um, to people like that who make a difference everywhere and have your back with this, because it takes a village to do this. Um, it's not an overnight thing that um, I became with this Men of Courage. It, it, takes, it takes a team to run this thing. So I want to thank everybody and for listening. Uh, we're about to hit 17 cities starting in March. 
We'll be in Charlotte. If you would like for us to come to your city, um, reach out to me through Facebook Messenger. I'm Damon Thomas. Um, let's talk about it. Uh, any pastors that's listening, any organization that listen, that want to partner with this with this thing here, uh, reach out to me and let me know. Let's make a difference. Let's continue making a difference. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love it. I love it. Also, as a final final um, jewel, as we like to always say, in leaving uh, the audience with a final word or a final thought, Ramal, we've talked about a lot this this uh, evening. Uh, I know we we covered a whole bunch of bases in talking about men speaking up and having the courage and tenacity to speak up. What would be uh, one of your final jewels that you would leave with the audience this evening? So I would leave, man, be that person, be the one. You know, a lot of people are depending on you. you, you, You're the one that's watching right now. The person at your house, wherever they're at, they're not watching this. But you are the one that has been committed to watching this, and I know that it's speaking to your heart. So be the one to, if you're a woman, you know, tell more men about this program. If you're a man, join the program. Get into it first. Be the first one to be a part of this program and to go through the process and to say, hey, this really does help. And also women. I mean, like Damon said, this is a great place for women as well. So you're the one that God is called to help somebody in your city, in your community. And with what we have here and what we share here today, man, I think it's impactful. And I think that, that the one that's watching, you understand what's going on and the impact that we're making. And you are on the front end. You are, are a forward thinker. So continue to grasp on to what Men of Courage is doing. Go on to the website, add Damon as a friend on social media, and follow everything that this gentleman is doing because he's making a great impact within the world. And you can be that person to just touch one person. And that's all that's all we need to do because heaven rejoices over one soul, right? So be that mm-hmm. one to be able to help that one person that you know and stay committed, even though they go through anger, a whole bunch of other things. Be committed to that one person to help them. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it from both of y'all's final Jew. My final Jew would just be simple, man, just as we get ready to close in a second. Uh, I always say that uh, women... When they speak up, they move, they move the earth. But when men speak up, they open the heavens. And when a lot of men are not speaking up, kings, um, you are not able to open the heavens for the resources and also the blessings that your family needs, that your friends may need, that you even may need uh, to get towards completing your mission or your purpose while here on earth. Uh, Just because you are choosing not to open your mouth and speak. Uh, the heavens uh, that provide the resources are shut. And so I'm all about King Speaks. Uh, check check my resume, check my memo, check my history. I'm all about building up the men and the kings, but also the queens along the way. Uh, but men, you have to be able to take a stand uh, for your legacy and also for those who need to hear from you and need to hear your story and your testimony. You've heard from Ramal Brown uh, this evening. You've heard from Damon Thomas this evening and them sharing uh, the importance of using your mouth, uh, not as a weapon, uh, but even as a way to build others up in a way to draw people near, uh, to also have the courage to speak up for their own stories and their own purpose. And so once you close your mouth, you're shutting down uh, those uh, that are watching you uh, to have the courage to also try and take the first step to speak. And so kings must speak. That's my final jewel, y'all. Uh, It's been a pleasure uh, rocking with you two gentlemen this evening. Uh, We definitely uh, appreciate and applaud those that were active participants in tuning in and watching episode 86, Men of Courage, part two. This is only part two. 
We're definitely going to be having a part three next year as, as Damon gets ready to take this show on tour. And so uh, definitely uh, feel free to follow uh, Damon and also Ramal, who's going to give their handles and ways that y'all can reach out to them. Uh, but go and support. Uh, send some men, uh, some brothers, some uncles, some husbands, even some grandfathers that uh, may be needing to plug into some resources and know that therapy uh, is not is not just for women. Therapy is also for men, too. I'm a firm proponent of receiving therapy. I, I chronicled my therapy sessions this past year and being able to take the first step in, in re-seeking uh, my, my opportunity to get free therapy through my EAP program at work. And so uh, follow these brothers. These brothers is on to something. And uh, I'm going to let you all uh, give what are your handles? Uh, we'll start with Ramal uh, first, where they can reach out to you, bro, or how they can track you if they want to see what you're doing in, in Tulsa or, or just see what you're doing, period, to stay in touch with you. What are some ways they can stay in, stay in touch with you? So on Facebook, um, it's Ramal Brown, R-A-M-A-L. I uh, just cleared out a couple of friends just for you guys uh, <laughs> earlier today. So there was some people that was unactive. So I'm like, I'm looking for some people that's active. Uh, so Ramal yeah. Brown. And then on Instagram, uh, it's I am Ramal Brown. Uh, and also, we have a radio station here, 89.9 FM. Uh, and I have a radio show called The Juice Radio Show. So you can go on Instagram and find us at The Juice Radio Show Tulsa and see the impact that we're making here with the youth. Absolutely. I love it. And I'm typing all these in, but Ramal, just go back after the interview, bro, and type in if I missed anything wrong. And what about you, Dame? How can they stay in touch with you, too? Um, you, can, um, you can hit me up on the website, which is www.menacurryshow.com is the website. Uh, Facebook, I'm Damon Thomas and The Minicurry Show. Uh, Instagram is The Minicurry Show as well. So you can contact me on any of those platforms. Uh, tell me your thoughts. Uh, let me know what you need. And let's get a plan of action. I appreciate everybody. I really do. Absolutely, y'all. It's been a pleasure uh, serving with you guys. Uh, you kings, I'm going to say a quick prayer over us and then allow you to enjoy the rest of y'all's evening. Uh, they'll definitely be back on the show in 2020. So this is not the last time, again, y'all are going to be hearing them. Uh, but we do applaud uh, these kings for coming on and sharing uh, their testimonies and also sharing uh, their purpose of why uh, they're called to speak up and speak out. And so I'm going to say a quick prayer over y'all and then allow you to enjoy the rest of your evening, brothers. Uh, Father God, I just want to thank you for uh, allowing Damon and also Ramal to come on and uh, just be able to give uh, life to this topic, give life to this, um, this obstacle uh, in reference to men being silent and men uh, not seeking uh, the resources and also uh, the help and the aid that they need in order to uh, overcome the issues uh, that they have held in for so long. Uh, Father, we pray that even men that are watching this segment uh, are tapping in right now and are feeling uh, your presence and knowing that they need to uh, stop holding on to these things that can uh, cause so many different friction in their relationships and their marriage and their families, but that they just need to take the first step and ask for help and also seek uh, the resources that are available for them. We thank you for Damon's ministry and his organization uh, of being able to allow men to speak up and have the courage to do so. And we just pray that you will bless him and Ramal on their journey in 2020. And, and Father God, we just uh, pray that you will open up new opportunities and new doors for them as they continue in speaking up and speaking out. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Appreciate you guys. We appreciate y'all coming on, man. We definitely going to see y'all in 2020, and y'all have a great rest of the evening, bro. Peace. Take care. Thank you, guys. Have a good night.
See y'all soon. Good night, man. Good night. All right, y'all. I'm going to do a quick wrap-up. Um, you already heard directly uh, in reference to speaking up and speaking out. You have to be able to open your mouth, man. You have to be able to open your mouth. I don't know how many times I can say it and preach it and teach it. Uh, if you are a king, if you are a young king, or if you are a veteran king, or if you are just a young professional or college student that's a, a king in training, uh, you have to be able to show other men that they can too speak up and they can too uh, share their testimony to save someone's life. I'm tired of hearing about so many men especially in 2020, uh, young and old that are ending their lives uh, because someone didn't take them under uh, their wings or someone didn't tell them that it's okay uh, to cry. It's okay to be uh, sad. It's okay uh, to uh, isolate yourself, but not for that long because you need to be able to step into the light uh, when you are in a dark period or when you are in a dark uh, season of your life, you still got to be able to step into the light. And so hopefully this segment has uh, shared some valuable, invaluable jewels uh, for those that are, are wives, those that are, are girlfriends, those that are sisters or mothers or even grandmothers of men that you know that are struggling in your household. Uh, don't give up on us, y'all. Don't give up on the men. Uh, they need you all. They need your prayers, but also they need your push because uh, sometimes you can't be weak uh, when it comes to us as kings. You got to be able to a push a lot of times for men that are stubborn or ego ego driven or prideful and not thinking that they too uh, need help. Uh, you have to be able to sometimes show us the way y'all move the earth uh, queens when y'all open y'all's mouth. But we also need the men to speak up so the heavens can open. And this is only beginning, y'all. You got to put your passion and your purpose. Uh, towards something productive. Um, I'm all about putting other people on. This is not about me. It's not about you. It's all about us coming together and making uh, something great uh, happen, y'all. So be the bright, shining jewel uh, that you were created to be. Uh, we will have another segment on Thursday. So until then, shine bright like the diamond you've been created to be by God. Uh, y'all have a great uh, rest of the evening and the rest of the week until we meet again on Thursday. Y'all be blessed in peace.